I just want you to know I'm really nervous. Um, what? <laughs> I'm so I'm obsessed with you. I don't know if you know this, but I talk about you I'll all give the it time. time. By I... the end of the interview, <laughs> you'll be deleting it. <laughs> I'll be like, I am never watching his videos ever again. Um, so I want to start out by saying that um, I think you're probably like a really private person. Like even on your social media, you post a lot of stuff like a lot of photos of you and stuff, but not like a lot of personal things. It seems yeah. like. Um, and so there's actually like very little about you out there. That's like personal. That is very true. I feel I, um, I think my personality, I like when um, I like to allow people to come into my personal life, you know, Michael's uh, Mike Zuckerberg. I never know how to say his last name. Um, I read an interview of his and he said he's just very surprised on how easily people share their um, personal um, personal stuff. And that interview itself kind of like changed my mind because I felt like, wow, this is very true. You know, like we don't even pick up the fork and we're already taking a picture of our dessert and we are expressing ourselves so freely. And I think that that's the, just like social media out there. Um and it's become that. But at the same time, I feel that my personal life, I will share it with my personal friends, mm-hmm. not with my entire world. If someone asks me, I will not lie. I will um, I will share that information or that thought or whatever mm-hmm. with whoever. But me personally, be out there saying everything like, what am I doing? What am I wearing? Where am I going? That I'll keep very to myself. You're not, not like a, a social media extrovert. I am not. Oh my <laughs> god! You know, I was actually just talking to uh, Danny from Flesh Jack, and we were in Mexico City a while back, and we were just kind of like saying how we progressed from like when we were kids and all. And I'm still getting updated with technology. Like he was telling me, like. Oh, uh, I remember when I was in college and uh, email had just came out and you had to go like to the library to log on. And Daniel was like, this will never last. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, though? Like, I even remember cell phones because I think you and I are like around the same age. But like, I remember when the StarTac was the only phone with text messaging. And I remember thinking, who the fuck? would type out a message like that's crazy and now I'm like don't call me text only yes it's <laughs> crazy remember that we had to memorize like okay h is two sixes and then <laughs> a is one because <laughs> you're in the middle of class and you're looking at the teacher but <laughs> down under you're like coding just like what do you want to do <laughs> it's so true but so that being said I kind of want to start this interview Well, I mean, it's already started, but I want to start by telling you the things that I do know about you (laughs) and telling the world. I think you're going to be surprised with how much I know. Um, So slowly leaving. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're already creeped out by me. (laughs) I I fucked up. Um, Okay. So obviously you're Brazilian. Everyone fucking knows that. No big whoop. Whatever. Um. Are you, do you live in New York City? I don't live in New York City. Oh. You thought I lived you, in New York? Did you used to? I did for a hot second. Um, 
I moved back to the U.S. in 2009, um, and I was living with my sister, and we were inseparable. And then 2013, she said, I'm out. I hate San Francisco. I want to move to New York. And she left. I, I didn't last six months, and I was like, I need my sister. <laughs> and then I moved there. But I moved there 2013 when it was just like we were just beginning to see this uh, the uh, effects of global warming, how like winter mm-hmm. were just starting to last, like from November all the way up to July. And we're like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, who the hell does this? And I arrived in New York December of 2013. I got out of the plane and I nearly just walked right back in and said, take me back. <laughs> Especially if and you're from I, Brazil. Like, that's... Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, like, if you if you can last winter in New York, uh, kudos to you. I fucking hated it. So I just lasted two years there. And I'm like, I need warm weather. I need the beach. I need the sun. And then I left New York. So it's just like a hot second there. Well, you actually touched on another thing I know about you. So the reason I thought you lived in New York is because I happen to know what gym you used to go to because <laughs> I'm your oh, stalker. Which one? <laughs> and also, I, I think, I mean, I don't want to say because of the next thing I'm about to say is I think your sister is a trainer there. <laughs> uh, she is with the... Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just signed me. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, that is the one I am you, thinking of. Do you, uh, are you in New York? Yes. Oh, okay. Because I think you probably went to, um, because I used to work for the company as well when I was living oh, okay. up there. And I asked to transfer down to Miami. Um, and I think... If I had to place my bet, I think it would be you that one day, um, because all the trainers knew what I uh, that I you know worked with the adult uh, uh, in adult entertainment, and mm-hmm. I think it was pretty much I think I'm pretty sure it was you that came in, and every fucking trainer in the in the back room <laughs> went batshit crazy like, oh, really? My God, girl is here and that I was like. <laughs> It was so funny because you you tagged me on uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. um, and I reposted that. And I shit you not, all of the trainers <laughs> from New York like, oh my god, I watch her, I love her. I just like, oh my goodness, oh my <laughs> god, knew, it's thank you for saying I, that. <laughs> but I was in New York City for a hot second, a cold second. Is you your will. is your sister your twin? Are you guys? No, we did fool San Francisco for nearly, I think, two years. Because when I moved to San Francisco, it was 2009. I was 20 years old. Um, And I was still waiting on my documents to come out because I had stayed out of the country for more than a year and I lost my green card. So I couldn't work. So I was just doing some gigs like on the side. And we would go to the clubs and we would say to everyone like, oh, we're the twins. Because if you walk to a security guard at a club and it's like, oh, we're dancing, we're the go-go dancers and we're twins, they will not question you anything to anyone out there that wants to go to a club. Hot tip for post-corona. Hot tip. Get a backpack, just put some underwear, speedos there and say like, I'm one of the dancers and walk right in. And I shit you not for, I think, two whole years, people thought that we were twins. And then I started bartending at uh, Lookout. 
and my old manager once walked up and like this was around March, a uh, beginning of March. My sister's birthday is March eighth, and uh, he's like, "Oh, your birthday's coming up." I was like, "Well, not really. mine is March thirty first, so we're kind of." I like, knew that. Honestly. That was one of the things I knew about you, by the way. Oh, <laughs> once again. <I'm> like, <laughs> No, it's also it's my mom's birthday too. Anyway, continue, please. <laughs> and, uh, the, and he was like, "Oh, you guys are twins, right?" And then that's where I killed it. I was like, "Oh my god, are you guys still in that? Are you guys in still?" still- well, let me tell you something. That's that's crazy that that is what you were doing in San Francisco because I heard this rumor in New York City. And that we were twins. Yeah, like I heard we that. <laughs> I heard and. I heard from another member of that gym who is my friend, and he's like, yeah, it's his twin, and... <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so weird. <laughs> so, but it sounds like you guys are, like, best friends, and you... Are we are. Close. We are very close. We are very close. Uh, like, back in Brazil, when we would hang out, we would go out. Um, I'm very comfortable to say that my sister is the biggest fucking fag hag that I'll ever meet in my entire life. <laughs> it was just so bizarre because from night to day, it went from like me going to a friend's house and just hanging out with my gay friends to suddenly me showing up to my friends. I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and then all of her friends were gay. All of her night times, uh, night clubs were like gay clubs. Um, and we were inseparable. And I'm so thankful because I mean, like, it's it's a best feeling to have your sister be part of not only your family, like your circle of friends as well. It's yeah, we're very, very yeah. close, I'm very jealous. I'm an only child. So like to me, that's like the absolute ultimate fantasy is to have a sibling who's. Well, like, I'll tell you this much. Like there, there are days that the only child uh, fantasy comes along in my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> So another um another rumor I heard is that there was a time that she was your sister was in an intro in one of your movies is this true or false Oh does that's true I mean uh it is so true that she's been my wife twice and my girlfriend <laughs> once <laughs> Is that like super weird to have your sister on a porn set with on a day that like you're about to fuck um, I don't want to ruin the scene that we just shot with men, but a little teaser. Uh, we were just recapping the best scenes from uh, men.com and the one that she plays my wife was just top scene, uh, number <laughs> one for like the longest time ever. Uh, it was actually funny because whenever she would walk into, you know, the gym that you we both yes. go to, every single person that's a guy that works the front desk is usually gay. So they would greet her like, hmm, I know what you were doing this weekend. <laughs> and it was all over. Um, but it was it's not weird or anything. We had, like I said, we had like a very good uh, connection with one another. And we've always been very open and playful. You know, like we're brothers. We have sex. It's just like, it's so... It's such a taboo subject that if you allow mm-hmm. it to be a weird subject with you and your sister, it'll keep you guys from creating that full bond. Um, but just to ruin a little bit of the teaser from the scene, <laughs> because they were like, oh, um, was it Mark McNamara? He was like, oh, was it weird to uh, hear you or like hear your brother have sex? And then I cut and I said, like, well, let me tell you this story. 
I'm going to paint you this picture real quick. We're all at this gay club in Brazil of the week. and this In real life. Hottest, in real life. And this hottest guy, all tatted, super tall. Oh, my fucking God. Hottest fucking guy in the club. And my friend and I were, like, looking at him. He's just, oh, my God, so gorgeous. Fast forward to, like, 4 a.m., my sister comes like we're on the dance from my friend and I, and my sister comes holding his hand, <laughs> walks up to me and says, "Like, do you have a condom?" <laughs> like, what? How did you? What? Um, so, needless fast- to say, you guys are cool. <laughs> yes. Fast forward to six a.m. My friend and I were at the bathroom. Down the last stall, opens the door. My sister comes out with a hair like this big, looking like Chaka <laughs> Khan in the 80s. And this guy had the sm- biggest smile on his face from ear to ear. <laughs> so basically, your sister is a gay dude, is what oh, it sounds like. <laughs> I rubbed it that's, up on her. That's actually something I'm so, so jealous of, you know, because like, as a super horny sexual woman, like, it's, we're, like, society isn't built in a way where, like, it's always comfortable for us to, like, go to a bathroom stall, hook up with someone. Like, there's, it's just way yeah. more nuanced than that. Whereas, like, I see the gay community and you guys are, like, it's just, like, some kind of understanding where you guys can just, like, go to it's a, a bathroom, hook up. Exactly. A handshake. <laughs> like, what? Why, why can't we have that? Why I... does that not exist between, like, men and women? You know something? I think it's very unfair. I think it's incredibly <laughs> unfair you. for for yeah, right. Like that's what we should be marching for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's incredible. And I once again, this kind of just goes like this would enter um, a history class that it was just like from nineteen so where mm-hmm. women were just kind of like, you're a woman, you're going to be home, you're going to be taking care of the kids. And now we're slowly saying that, like, hold on, that's not mm-hmm. how it is. You know, like, we, you might have tits and I might have a dick, but we're still human in the end, buddy. So, I mean, like, if you have needs, guess what? So do I have needs. Mm-hmm. Because, believe it or not, so many men um, don't know what you just said. They use, you're horny. Mm-hmm. Many guys don't know that women get horny. Yeah. I mean, we weren't uh, even allowed to say that until like, I feel like yesterday. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen um, that Netflix show uh, with Maya Rudolph, where she plays the the hormone monster. And um, there's an episode. Oh, my God, I'm going to text it to you. You're going to fucking lose your mind. And there's this episode where the um, where one of the kids go like, women get horny and all the kids their their heads blow up because <laughs> it's just like what because you know like women you can't say like oh i'm horny although mm-hmm. i i must say like in brazil it's a little bit more um open about it and mm-hmm. women are a little more powerful in a way mm-hmm. i think especially the crowd that i was walking around with which was a very um Ashe and uh, Samba, which is like the culture of the music culture of Brazil. And there was this one girl that she would literally walk up to guys and they would be talking, 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 talking. And I could see through the guy's face, body expression, like dialogue that he just wants to have sex with her. And she would often go like, so are you going to fuck me or what? (laughs) And, you know, it's just like for a woman to say that nowadays, it 
I feel that many women would be held back because they don't totally. I don't want to be the slut. I'm like, it's not a slut. It's a need. Slutty. And also like horny is always seen as like a masculine quality, right? Like it's like yeah. why, if, if we go out and fuck a lot of dudes, it's like we're acting like a man or like it's, it's fucked up. Then let's butch it all up, sis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel, you know, you only live, live once. And if you keep on thinking like what people in society and everyone's going to say, you're not going to feel live to your fullest. And I think we're slowly starting to see that. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like, women forever have been like put aside and said, like, this is how you need to behave. If like, even we see that with like feminism now, like people guys like, um, we see that with, um, oh, she was asking to be raped. Like, no, mm-hmm. the guy was just a fucking rapist. Yeah. Know? And we've always tried to find an excuse and and some That's way. That's so somehow. true. Like the way and, we teach girls not to get raped rather than teaching people not to rape is not to crazy. rape. It's not yeah. that, like I'll tell you this much. I love booty shorts. <laughs> because I, I love walking around booty shorts, that means I'm I want to get raped. Oh no, but only if it's a girl using a booty shorts. I'm like, what the fuck? Who the yeah. hell created that? Who was it's the one so that signed up. off on that law? <laughs> I was like, yeah, what? It's fucked up. But speaking of which. You have never had sex with a girl. I've never even kissed a girl. <laughs> so you, for you, like, there was no confusion ever. Like, you were, you you were never like, mm, maybe I like girls, maybe I'm a little bisexual. Like, none of that? I would always, because my dad was a very, um, not machista, he's, he, I, I lost track of how many girlfriends he had. Um, and he was always like the, the like, a ladies guy, you know, like, mm-hmm. um. Um, he has his company and whenever he would go to a client he he would like flirt with the girl and he's his very manly way and if we're watching a movie and tits would come out he's like "Uh, uh, uh," and I'm like I hope (laughs) like super machismo like yeah not like machismo like oh women are uh, superior uh, men are superior and women Mm -hmm, are inferior mm -hmm. but more of like I'm a ladies man like the Mm -hmm. same way that I love guys and I love the male body and dick I mean like who doesn't and <laughs> who doesn't he he would always love uh like he gave he would give me playboys Brazil was very big still is with like big brother and uh-huh. every single time that the uh, the show would start it's like oh who's gonna be on playboy and whenever they come out they go on playboy we would buy and I'm like they're beautiful could I see myself with them <laughs> I mean, it was long, always, long pause. <laughs> long, year the cricket. Um, <laughs> it, it was always like um, there was an attraction to the female body, but I would always like, oh, she has so beautiful boobs, and I was like, I wonder what they're like. I would mm-hmm. love to have, but not like, oh, I just want to squeeze them and this and that. It would never lead to that. But because my dad was always like, oh, I can't wait for you to have kids. Who's going to be my mm-hmm. uh, nada, which is like, who's going to be my uh, your wife and everything. I would sometimes kind of like think, what would be like to be with a girl? Mm-hmm. I feel like life would have been so much easier mm-hmm. if I had been like uh, bisexual or mm. uh, women. But I never went off of that, which is kind of funny because I just recently filmed with this one boy, um, supposedly straight. And, um, he is, he, and I was, I was talking to him because he was just like, oh, 
maybe you could uh i was like what do you want to do in the video he's like oh how about you blow me and then um uh rim me i'm like okay and while i was rimming him i was like you have such a sensitive butthole <laughs> and it was just like he was begging to get fucked but he also because of society we just kind of like categorize everyone he was like oh i can't get fucked because then i'm gay i'm like having your butt fucked and it being sensitive in your butthole doesn't make you gay mm -hmm. like, i mean if women like boobs doesn't make them lesbian they just like boobs um and i for some reason i was like maybe it would be kind of hot because i told him like well if you like girls maybe you should film with a girl instead of a guy and then he's like, hmm, maybe so. And then he texted me saying like, oh, I found this girl that wants to film with me. I'm like, oh, okay. And I almost said like, I kind of want to try. Because <laughs> you know. Oh my I, God. Let me know if you ever try. I'll do it for free. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I you know, know, I'll do this service you. to the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the bullet. <laughs> yeah. Fine, guys. It's for, you know, no, for the world. Wait, but hold on. Wait, but you just touched on something I'm like really, really interested in is like, I've always heard that in gay porn, a lot of the guys are straight and that they're quote unquote gay for pay. Like, so true. is that true? I think there is a, um, to a certain level. Uh, okay. I, I, I mean, like, like what level? I mean, like after ten years uh, in the industry and seeing it like replay with just different models and different scenarios, mm -hmm. you kind of catch up to a couple of things. Where, you know, like the guy that walks in and says, "Like, ah, I don't like sucking dick." I'm like, "Okay, well, you're in a gay porn, so you're gonna suck dick." And then yeah. while they're sucking dick, their dick is like, "No," it's like, "Okay, the guy's not turned on. It's gonna be a hard day. It's gonna be a difficult scene because he he's just not into it." But we're here not for I mean, like, pleasure, pleasure, but we're here to, you know, like, create this mm -hmm. uh, scenario, create the scene, create this fantasy. But then again, there are those that come in and say, like, oh, no, I don't like that. And then they're, like, sucking dick and then <laughs> And they come. <laughs> and then they come. And I'm like. But, like, also, I'm wondering. There? I mean, I have, like, a million questions. But, like, I guess my first question is why is the straight guy, what is the straight guy doing the supposedly 100% straight, which I don't even know, like, is that a thing? Who knows? But like, what, what is that guy doing on a gay porn set? Like, is it because it's more money for him in gay porn than straight porn? That's why? Yeah. I, Most, like? I From what I've heard, um, that is usually the case that it's just more money. Um, and women film a lot. Women film, like, um, throughout the month, they film more than five scenes, which for guys, it's usually, like, mm -hmm. not that many scenes a month. Um, but in gay porn, because you can, like, just jump around from studio to studio. But then again, it's, like, straight porn. You're really not watching the porn for the straight guy. You're mostly watching, I, 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 at least from what I've seen, from what I've uh, heard, the straight industry is mainly focused for the guys because they want to see like it's usually yeah. the guy watching pornography and for the gay scene it is a gay guy it is a guy but he's a gay guy so he just wants to see a guy um so i think that for a guy to create not necessarily like um a career 
in the adult industry in straight porn, I would imagine it being a little bit more difficult because I, I oh, can't interesting. Like, like, is, like one are, straight model that I know. Like, is it easier for a guy to like, you're Sorry, basically saying it's easier a for bit. a guy to make a living in gay porn. That I don't even doubt. From what I've heard, I, yeah. I I would have to say that in gay pornography there is a higher pay than um, than straight porn. Yeah, I mean, I will say like a lot of guys will ask me how to get into porn, and I'm like, honestly, like I don't even fucking know because I've been fucking the same guys for like the whole twelve years I've been in porn. Like it's just, it's like a very small group of dudes, and everyone else is like a blowbang guy. Yeah. I th- so, uh, yeah, because I mean, like, and straight porn. I feel like there's just so many more categ- uh, categories that you can um, place women. As for men, you're kind of just um, you're bringing someone in to arouse and to um, not necessarily promote, but to uh, present the girl. Because even the even if you take the guy out off of straight porn. It's a success. It's a hit because it's a girl. Mm-hmm. The guys want to see that. And a girl alone can like, she can play with her boobs. She can play with her vag. She can play with her butthole and everything. But if you bring in a guy, then you can really arouse her. And then you can like really sell that sexual fantasy of the girl, like coming, having that yeah. full on, um, you know, like. Um, That's true. Like in porn, in straight porn, I do feel like for the most part in like 80% of productions, the guy is like an accessory, very crucial accessory. Thank you. But the thing that shines or they want to shine is the girl because it's made for like the straight male gaze for the most part, like, which is, yeah, that's, that's definitely true. Do you, but like what I also wanted to ask is like, okay, so you say that there's like the guy that walks onto a set saying, I'm straight, I'm just gay for pay, whatever. And then his dick does not get hard while he's sucking dick. It's like, I feel like a beautiful mind over here. But like, (laughs) (laughs) like, do you feel like, is it possible that the reason why his dick is not getting hard is because of all these messages that have been put into his head from society about like heteronormativity and... I don't have a doubt. I don't know. Yeah, like I, I would imagine a lot of dudes want to be sucking dick, but like have a lot to a lot of obstacles to overcome just to be comfortable with that, even. Without a doubt. Like even this guy that I told you that he was just saying, like, oh, you know, like uh I I don't know, I'm like scared someone might see it and then called me a, a, a fag. I'm like, are you offended? And like, yeah, I'm like, I'm gay and I'm not offended. I'm like, why are you getting offended? And like, yeah. oh, it's just you know, but that's the thing. We are in 2020 now, but if you go back just a couple of years, for example, like especially now in Brazil, um, you're able to be a bit more flamboyant and gay and out there, but we're still kind of trying to erase this um, mentality that was taught Mm -hmm. to us that like also with your. With your newest president, I think like things went back a little again, right? Oh my like, god! I mean, Sadly. we won't even get started on that because it's just yeah. horrendous. It's like Trump times a hundred. Um, you know, it it did, but at the same time, I think that it's almost like if someone is suffering from um, being an uh, alcoholic, mm-hmm. um, you cannot 
and you will not recover from alcohol, like being an alcoholic until the moment that you say like, I'm an alcoholic, right? So mm-hmm. I do think that it came, uh, something uh, good came from this president, mm. which was like um, admitting to what we are. Brazilians are extremely homophobic. They are extremely machistas. They are extremely racist. And this literally brought out of the closet all this hate that mm-hmm. was just stocked, uh, like just stacked in there. And um, now people and now are we- able to deal with it. And now people are able to like, okay, this is how we, uh, this is what's going on. This is what we need to fix. Let's start. Because be, uh, until that, uh, if we always keep saying like, no, we're all happy, peace, mm-hmm. love. Like Brazil has the biggest gay pride in the world before, uh, before it was San Francisco. Now it's Sao Paulo. And riddle me this. How is it possible that the country with the biggest gay pride has the number one for, uh, for killing mm-hmm. trans and gay people? How is that possible? It doesn't mm-hmm. add up. You guys have the biggest event for the LGBTQ community, yet you guys are the biggest one of killing them. Like, this doesn't add up. Yeah. So now we're like, okay, there's a problem here. There's a problem in the system. And this was just like, I can't even get mad at the president of him, uh, the president himself. Do you know why? Because I know he wasn't the one that created this. I know this was created like in many 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 years ago and it was he's part of that system right it was it was like his father learned it from his grandfather and his grandfather Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. now it's at him but what we need to do as humans we only have one weapon which is our our education and our minds uh, you know like our brain so that is the weapon you need to use against people like this teach educate and say like you cannot do this you cannot be this way and move forward but it's yeah it does keep a lot of models and even people even like people that are just trying to um figure themselves out i was actually talking to this one kid and he thought he had cancer in his butt because he was like oh i can't sit i'm like sweetie that's a hemorrhoid yeah and then later he was just like oh my god i didn't know that but he was just so scared of going to his parents and saying like i I'm scared of something in my butt because their parents think they're gay. And I already told them like, sweetie, not for nothing. The way you dress, the way you talk, the way you walk, people know you're gay. (laughs) And he was like, oh, but I can't talk to my parents about it. I'm like, that's fine. But you see how the kid at a 22 year old guy, he can't openly say to his mom saying like, mom, I have a problem in my butthole because he thinks that the mom will think that he's bottoming or doing something gay yeah. and he'll get mad at them. It's so crazy to see yeah. like the, the, the effects that all of these lessons, uh, not lessons, these, uh, these things that were taught to back then are still dragging on to the now for sure and and i think that goes for our country as well like our sex education is so poor like i remember the first time i got gonorrhea i was like my life is over like none of my friends will ever talk to me again i'm like disgusting meanwhile it's like it's a fucking cold in your genitals like it's like no big deal like we don't make a big deal when we get a cold like what but yeah it's it's I'm really going to shock your way. mind right now. There mm-hmm. is a friend of mine on Instagram. Um, I don't know if you heard about this one platform uh, called Twitch. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually launching that platform because I feel like the need to 
educate a little bit people uh, and I'm only focusing on people in Brazil because my friend was on his uh, Instagram and he and he got and he gets this question uh, a lot that if you are jerking off just like you jerking off mm -hmm. there and me jerking off here and if I'm HIV positive and the other person is HIV negative and if I come and my load lands on the hand oh my of God. the HIV negative the guy was like should I get tested I'm like Oh my God. I want to check. I think you might be pregnant. I think, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I've heard rumor has it that if it's on the right hand, it's a girl. <laughs> if it's on the left, it's a boy. But you might want to get But mean, you know, we joke, but this is actually how uneducated we are when it comes to, I mean, like I, you know, like I'm totally like also a, a victim of that. Like I did not know anything about HIV until I got into porn. And it's like crazy the way we talk about people in this society, like who are HIV positive. Like it's fucking insane the way we treat them like fucking. Yeah, but we know, bananas. we know about it. Mm -hmm. And because we see it, we live it. We mm -hmm. are we're like now, you know, like we're slowly progressing to more sure. openly HIV positive models being in the industry and filming with. But if you go back to like 2015, you were like tested and, you know, like mm -hmm. there were these rules and regulations in the industry, but we slowly are opening up our minds. We're opening up to new medications and everything, mm -hmm. but we're I in think it. prep is a big we part of that. Yeah. But we see this. If you mm -hmm. look at the numbers nowadays, before it was a lot of gay men that were being HIV positive. Now it's a lot of straight people that are getting mm -hmm. HIV. Why? Because they're not aware. Many people that are HIV, I actually did a speech class uh, and I talk and I talked to them and I asked like my first question for the class was like, who here knows what prep is? And only the queers <laughs> lifted their hands up. It's I'm yeah, like, oh, queers know, and sex I, workers. <laughs> I know where my sisters and brothers are. <laughs> and every straight person in that class was like, what's prep? And mm -hmm. little did they know. And they're like, I didn't even know there was a medication for it. Mm -hmm. Little did they know that you could be HIV, HIV undetectable. But once again, mm -hmm. it's something that we see, we live, we breathe every mm -hmm. single day. So we know. I think but the most telling me, thing was like when Charlie Sheen, um, when he didn't come out as positive, but it was, I don't know, it was said that he was positive. Like the world just like absolutely lost their shit, you know, like started talking shit about every girl he had ever fucked. And it's just like, it's, that's, that to me was like the perfect, in a nutshell, the perfect description of like what society sees HIV as. Yeah. But, and you know, and you, and it's like, um, we're slowly like cracking through the, you know, like uh, to see what mm -hmm. it, it truly is. What was the, um, the basketball player? Um, oh, Magic Johnson. It? Magic Johnson mm -hmm. came out as HIV positive. And that was kind of like our first step in the door uh, talking mm -hmm. about HIV, right? And then Charlie Sheen came out and that's the second one. Mm -hmm. I wish it would just like, let's just break this fucking glass and mm -hmm. talk about it for fuck's mm -hmm. sake. It's just like, really. And I usually, uh, my, my uh, I have a baby sister. She's turning 15. And I often tell like, you need to talk to her about sex because I'll tell you this much. If a guy or a girl has access to a phone, they have access to pornography. And if you look at the numbers, a lot of guys, um, a lot of girls are now reporting guys for sexual abuse on in their relationships because like guys are now looking towards pornography 
as their sex ed. And that's yeah. one of the biggest reasons that I still, to this day, I don't shoot bareback. Because I know, I remember when I was 14 years old looking for gay porn, and I would see a condom. And there was always a condom. And I would never question it. I was just like, oh, that's what needs to be wrapped around the penis when it's going in. Like it's part of but sex. It's part of sex. But later, I was just like, okay, I need to figure out this on my own because I don't feel comfortable about talking to my dad about gay sex. And mm-hmm. um, But I remember that I used to watch that. And there was a time that I would actually, I think like around 15, 16, I was looking for like bareback sex because I wanted to see it. I was just like mm-hmm. so curious to see what is bareback sex looks like and all. And, um, you know, w- we don't, un- we don't uh, see, we don't uh, like, we don't want to accept it. I think that's the best way for me to put it, that a lot of teenagers look to pornography as sex mm-hmm. ed. And I tell them, like, this is a fantasy. Yeah, there was a girl on the, there's this one Instagram page that I follow, Feminist, and she was doing a speech, and I thought it was just, like, the most fucking incredible thing that you could say. And she said, I think that um, watching porn and having porn as your sex ed is like watching the fast and the furious to learn how to drive a fucking terrible idea. A thousand percent true. And a thousand percent true. And you know what? You make me realize that like, I, I, I also feel that way. Like, I think it's crazy that people look to pornography as sex ed, but it's our only option. Like for young people, like it's natural to be curious about sex. Porn should not be the only thing on the internet about sex right? Like that, it just shouldn't be. But I think about that. And then I think about like young gay boys growing up and there's even less education and like even more so porn is the only place to learn how to fuck. Right. And I mean, like for gay sex, there's just this one friend of mine, he has a YouTube channel and he did um, like introducing uh, gay objects or gay accessories to straight uh, straight people and they uh, had the douche mm-hmm. and one guy was like what is this for and then he thought it was to clean your uh, <laughs> you just, a keyboard <laughs> your keyboard and i was like i don't hate that idea no that's actually um that's a great idea kudos to him for his innovative <laughs> mind um we're talking but about you know, for anyone out there that do- isn't sure we're talking about like an enema bulb right yeah. <laughs> that- you're supposed to fill up with water to clean your asshole before anal sex but if it's empty it just squeezes air out (laughs) and you got a clean keyboard but you see like imagine a gay guy at the age of 16 and like let's be honest that nowadays our society is just up so fast i see Mm -hmm. kids at the age 13 14 getting you know with their girlfriends boyfriends and all Mm -hmm. um and I think for, a, like you said, for a gay boy growing up, I think it's even harder because you don't know. You are, In your head, it's already something like a big no-no. Sex is a big no-no. And now you add gay on top of that cake. It's like, whoa, huge no-no. Mm-hmm. And like, where do you get where do you get your education? You Google it? I'm like, you can't, like, how? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Google's more- just going to take you to porn. <laughs> 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 so... <laughs> Like it's uh, uh, Diego fans, only fans. <laughs> like, yeah, <where> <laughs> exactly. Take notes. <laughs> exactly. 
they need, I think it's just kind of bringing a little bit more light into the subject about sexuality and sex. And it's just something so normal for us to do. And mm -hmm. I mean, like, that's why we're still here, you know, evolution and we are keep fucking. For sure. Was it like you say, you know, how even like just a few years ago, how different Brazil was like, was it for you? Was it like really hard growing up and, you know, being oh a gay God. boy coming out or or no? Was it like for me coming out? Uh, I came out when I was 16 years old to my dad. Um and I, I honestly didn't come out. It was just kind of like brought out of the closet. Uh, my friend, um, Shayla, I was doing acting classes. And my friend Shayla, she asked me, oh, there's some girls I want to know if you have a girlfriend. And I told her, I don't even know what the fuck I am. I have never kissed anyone. Mm -hmm. I've never made out or anything at the age of 16. And like, meanwhile, all of my friends are like fucking, kissing, doing whatever. And I told her, like, I'm really struggling with my sexuality. And she was actually the only person that I ever, like, the first person I ever opened up to. And she's like, well, I used, I was engaged to this one DJ at this club. Why don't we go there? And you can, like, you know, find out for yourself. And I was like, okay, cool. When I would go out at that age of 16, my dad would always say, just leave me the address to where you're going in case you don't show up the next morning. I know where to start looking. It's mm -hmm. Brazil, third world country. Mm -hmm. It's dangerous. And then I called him and I said, oh, I'm going to this club. It's in downtown. Mind you, this downtown is like where all the gay clubs are at. Okay. And my dad's it's like, like the downtown. village or something. The, yeah. the, exactly. <laughs> it's like WeHo, it's Castro, <gasps> all of them combined. And he's like, what? The downtown? I was like, and he said, like, let me... Um, I'm going to follow you there just so I know where it is. I was like, oh, my God. Meanwhile, I was driving my car. He's driving the one in behind. And my stepmom, which was super young, um, she had a friend of hers from college that would invite her to this Blue Space club. And she's like, Blue Space? I think I know where that one. So they called and they asked, like, what is this place? And they said it was a <laughs> What are club. you? <laughs> and little did I know, during the drive there, I was panicking, telling my friend Shayla, I was like, oh, my God, what if he finds out? What if there's a drag queen? My friend was like, what if there's a drag queen at the door? I'm like, what's a drag queen? I just was like, everything's so new to me. Um, but then when I got there, he was just very uh, like, is there anything you want to tell me? And I said, I don't know. But it was a little difficult for me to come out to him because I know the country that I'm in. It was a little difficult for me to come out because I knew the time I was in. Um, I was mm -hmm. funny because I was actually just saying this the other day to a friend of mine. Um, that Fernando he used to work at Blue Space and we kind of like went out for a hot second and um, he came to see uh, to see me after my acting class um, one day, and we're at the restaurant right next to the um, to the school, and I had my hand on top of his thigh, mm -hmm. um, and it's just him, me, and across the, uh, the table is Shayla, and we're just chit chatting. A family from the other restaurant, and we're like sitting on the outside area. The family from the other restaurant send the their waiter to the restaurant I'm at to tell me to stop what I'm doing. <gasps> and that was just like my first moment with homophobia. And I was like, and I was so confused because he said like, like, could you please stop what you're doing? I'm like, breathing? 
Like, uh, yeah, like you have to go down the list. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> Blinking? That's I'll so try. Crazy. Yeah. But it was just like, you know, coming out, depending on where you're, uh, you're at, mm-hmm. it is a hard thing to do. I mm-hmm. am actually sometimes so jealous of when I see like um, young queer boys walking mm-hmm. down the street with makeup because when I used mm. to go out I would put makeup I would wear a huge Chanel glass that mm-hmm. <laughs> um my mommy's got for me and whenever I got to the club I felt like myself and now I see these boys walking down the streets like just feeling themselves so I feel like it's getting there to the point where you're yeah. feeling very comfortable but it is a very hard thing to do, especially like if you're coming from, I don't know, Brazil in 2000. Yeah. But you were like a theater kid or? I wanted to do theater. Uh, my mom, my stepmom would always tell me, you should do telenovelas. I'm like, no, I want to do So you theater. were, that means you were also always handsome, I'm guessing. Uh, it's just good lighting. <laughs> no, okay. That's like spoken like a true handsome person. I have I have this theory that like the world is a very different place for handsome men and average looking men and I think that because I think I think you guys live in totally different realities because I think for girls it's kind of like whatever like straight dudes are gonna want to fuck us no matter what we look like there's always like everyone has like an audience but for guys I feel like I, I just see like I see it in the world that like handsome men are treated totally differently than like average looking men and you don't even know because you're a handsome guy (laughs) (laughs) no I mean like I think I do think um it it is all how you um grow up and you're brought up if you were brought up like and you turn out to be this beautiful incredibly handsome boy um as a young boy and all the way up to 18 years old but if you are suffering from a um hateful or a bullying act Mm -hmm. you create this certain um um like an insecurity uh, or yeah and you become a little bit more humble because you know something Mm -hmm. i know that beauty will always be there for a while but it will eventually fade Mm -hmm. um and okay, I mean, like, okay. I think I know what you're getting at. And I think, I, I think, like, maybe a version of that is like when you're in any kind of ostracized group in the world, it's, it is very humbling because, I mean, I, like, you're fucking beautiful, but you are a sex worker, you are gay. Yeah. And there are people in the world who, like, see that as a terrible thing. And, yeah, I will. That that is the now. But mm-hmm. I mean, like, okay, um, I'll share with you. And I can't believe I'm sharing this with everyone else. I guess the the secret's gonna come out one time or another. Might as well be now. Uh, and uh, this is actually okay. This is the first time I'm actually showing this like up to someone. Uh, when I was growing up, I was bullied. Um, and save the pity <laughs> um, mm. thing. Because there's no need. Um, but I was always bullied for the most dumbest thing ever. Um, when I was two years old, one, one year old, my dad gave me these little Chinese firecrackers that you th- toss mm-hmm. on the floor. And, like, bah, 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 bah. and um, I 
threw one on the floor. And oh, 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 I actually want to cut this right now because you said that you know a lot about me. Yeah. What is something that I always hide on pictures about my body? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you must be doing a really good job because I have seen you a lot naked. And I do because you will rarely see me show my right hand. Really? Because I blew up my finger. I never noticed. Yeah. I, I and it was just like such a young kid growing up with everyone calling you like oh little ET finger or a uh, little uh, door finger. Oh my god, you're head. like um you're like Megan Fox, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> no, like you know Megan Fox is <laughs> Megan Fox is so perfect that people hate on her thumbs because like we're all like no one can be that perfect, and so like. <laughs> Everyone has decided to bully her about her thumbs, but you, you are Megan Fox. But, you know, it was just like growing up with hearing all of these kids bully and it was just like the minor thing. Yeah. Kids, children are so, children are so cruel. I never saw that. Yeah. Never. And it was just like cruel kids will kind of like open your mind to a certain point or like, why do you do this? Why are you just like picking on someone for this reason? So even today when I would hear like, oh my God, you're so hot. It it was just like one day, night to day that it switched that everyone's like, you're so pretty. Oh my God. And I was like, this is really weird. (laughs) What is going on? You know what? Maybe I'm under your spell, but for me, I'm like, you're even more charming now. I'm not kidding you. Like, like the fact that like the most handsome man in the world, like has a story like that. I'm like, that's even better. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you know, I always say, um, treat others like how you'd like to be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, there's just something about like, I, I often love a nerd. I love mm-hmm. a geek because I think mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, oh, my God, this is the person I want to be next to. This is when I, I like. So to me, when people are like, oh, my God, you're so fucking hot and this and that. And I'm like, Ugh, beauty is the last thing on my list because I've seen it all. So it's like if you look even at Brad Pitt, I remember watching that guy and jerking off to him and like the dumbest movies. And look at him now. And I tell you, the guy becomes even sexier as he gets old because I mean, like he's his heart. It's just like this beautiful human being, you know? Yeah. But wow. to me, whenever, I, whenever I'd hear like, oh, you're so handsome, you're so hot and this and that. To me, to this day, I had like flashbacks of kids just like pick, picking on me and like, oh, soccer. Oh, who can't hold the ball? <laughs> like, oh, volley. Well, not him. I was like, oh, Oh, God. my God. So just, to me, when I hear certain things like that, I'm always just kind of like thrown off. So that's why I would always say, like, ah, it's the lighting or it's maybe me hiding my hand. I don't know which one of them is. Wow. That's. Thank you for sharing that, first of all. And that's. Oh, my God. I feel weird because that was actually the first time. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. And you've been in porn for you've been in porn for 10 years. Yeah. Oh, good job. I mean, like (laughs) I hide it very well. There was actually a time that I was doing a a little flirt for free. and I was on um, on live and some guy was like, hey, can I ask you a question? And I was just like answering everyone. I was like, what happened to your finger? I'm like, okay, guys, so I'm going to go. Bye. <laughs> 
That's your number one fan right there. <laughs> that's, you your, there? <laughs> that's your number one fan right there. Holy shit. That is, that's so fucking crazy. But that's, oh, that, that actually reminds me. Cause like we, you know, we were talking about how you've been in porn for, you know, so fucking long. I mean, me too. I've even longer than you, but like, I remember I, I heard once like in an interview or something that you did not pick your porn name. I did That's true, right? And like, I think it was, it was just like kind of, you needed it last second and like, it was just like the name that came up, right? We were doing uh, Randy Blue Live and it did every Tuesday and Thursday and my flight got delayed. We had traffic. By the time I got to the studio, they had like 10 minutes to tell me like, okay, this is where you're going to. This is your uh, the bed. This is the screen. You're going to be answering the questions in red. The camera guy is going to be walking around. And then two minutes before we went live, okay, what's your name? I'm like, so-and-so. I'm like, not your real name. Like, what's your poor name? I'm like, I don't know. So everyone's You're like, you're Brazilian, Diego. <laughs> and so that's like, that, and that's- but like after 10 years, I'm sure, I'm sure, like I think about this all the time because like I used my real name, Asa. And like, so I come across names all the time that I'm like, damn, I should have picked that as my stage name. Like after 10 years, like, is there a name that you're kind of like, oh shit, I should have, if I could turn back time, I would use that name. Or are you like such a Diego Sands now? Not at all. Now, now it's funny because if I hear my real name, Louise, um, and someone yells it out in the middle of the street, like, hey, Louise. I will hear the voice. And if it's someone that I, I recognize, family or a friend, I will turn. But now if I hear Diego, I'm like, what? Like automatically. It's, it's automatically <laughs> like it's grown to me that I to uh, like I can actually say that today I feel more comfortable with Diego than Luis. Do it's you crazy. when you when you. I don't know, like, do you do dating apps? Grinder. Grinder. So okay, so like when you go on Grinder, do you go as Diego? Oh yeah. And yeah. Cuz I always think about like I've never been on a dating app because I'm a serial monogamist and like I'm like always married, but like I'm just like I don't know if I would go on as m- m- me, like I don't know which is more true to like just be like, "Hey, I'm in porn, I'm me," or like is it more authentic to go as like to pick a totally different name and like meet someone who's perhaps not a fan or like with me just so they can fuck my ass because I'm in porn or like, I don't know, like what for you, like, is that something that comes up? I feel that if you were to go on a dating app, I, I actually, I don't think this, I'm pretty fucking sure that you would get so many fucking messages going like, oh my God, what are you doing? We're using her pictures. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god why oh are you is that what happens yeah. to you yeah yeah i mean if i were if i were a dude on grinder and i saw diego sands i'd be like next like get the fuck out of here like, <laughs> like who do you you're you like yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh so and this sometimes bites me in the ass because i'll be like in the city with there's like this incredibly hot person and they're like why are you using this guy's picture like it's me and then they'll block me like no do you do you like in okay say let's say like they don't feel like they're catfished and you actually do end up meeting up like are you because I find that like performers like we generally fall into like one of two groups like are you the the guy that like do you give the full porn star experience to the guy that you just meet or 
are you like more subdued and only give that experience to like people they that like once you know them or like how how do you I actually always just I'm I'm very sexually um active incredibly which is sometimes kind of weird to even say it out loud because I do think sometimes I like I think I need to ask someone for help because there's <laughs> no possible fucking way that this is normal because there will be days that I'm like okay just fuck them I'm kind of horny again it's like eating and you're like I'm hungry again and you can never satisfy that hunger um well, you are in porn. I mean, you're in the right business. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, built for this. Um, it's sometimes, um, it, it's a little weird because when I hook up with someone that does know who Diego Sanz is and who has been watching Diego Sanz, and they are expecting that like, mm-hmm. oh, this is going to be like having sex with a porn star. I'm like, you're actually having sex with Louise right now. You've seen Diego have sex, but, and then they're like, Oh my god! And then I'm thinking, like, I don't know if you're, um, dignitized, <laughs> and you're like under the illusion that this was just like, ah, oh, because you just had sex with Diego, or if it was really in fact good. Which one is it? I'm a little self conscious. <laughs> you get so like I'm imposter actually, syndrome. <laughs> I know, I'm like, which one? Am I actually good, or is this really just this person's just like? falling in love for for my alias. I think that's probably like the most comforting thing to hear like for any dude. I'm sure it's the most comforting thing to hear your favorite porn star say like like I actually do like when the person doesn't even know me cuz I actually love when they say like, "Oh, so you're in the industry. Oh, that's so cool." No, I've never seen you. I'm like, "That is awesome. That's like a turn on for me cuz it's just you know, there's I, I I love when the, you leave uh, something for the imagination, mm-hmm. and there is I think it's also um, you know like a two way street. Like mm-hmm. I've never seen you naked. You've never seen me naked. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like that build up that temptation. Like you know like oh my god his abs. Oh there's a little hair here. Oh my god he's uncut. But-, but that must you must. I mean I can only imagine that's probably pretty rare for you, right? That like some like you meet someone on Grindr and they don't know who you are. I mean, like, no, there like, are the, there, there are a few people that I meet on Grindr and they're like, Oh, I've never seen you. I'm sorry. I'm not much to, um, to watch porn. I'm like, do you believe that? Anything. Let's go. Uh, but do you believe that? Yeah. I, like, I fully, <laughs> I know. I'm like, no, they're lying to you. You got got, <laughs> but no, you know what? For your sake, I, I, I hope that's true for you <laughs> um you speaking of like relationships you were like very I don't know if you still are but you were very famously in a relationship with someone in the industry um a, a director are you yeah. are you guys still together or no we're not um Mark and I we it was just kind of a it was a very lesbians can do it gay men can't because like lesbians on the first week they're dating the second one they have a dog the third month Mm -hmm. they're moving in together the fourth they're inviting their friends over for the wedding and it works for gay men i don't know there's some of them that can do it some of them can't mark and i would just rush into this relationship um and it was just unhealthy Mm -hmm. um to the point where it now looking back 
we both saw, we both see and understand that we're like, we didn't think this through. We were so mm. in the moment and we were just so lovey-dovey with one another. And I still love Mark very, very much. I love him as a family. Um, I, I'm like, if he calls me today and says like, Hey, I need your help. I'm like, you're there for him. What do you need? Yeah. yeah. Do you, but, do you find that it's like hard to date? Do you find it harder to date in the industry or out? I find dating hard. <laughs> I, I There's something, you know, like, I think that once again, just like how we were talking about, like how people were educated back then, they're like, oh, you know, you shouldn't touch your butthole, otherwise you're going to be gay. I think that we were also educated since way back then saying like, oh, um, you have to find the guy or you have to find the girl and then you have to get married and then you'll have the kids and then the, you have the house with the white picket fence, the, the minivan, mm-hmm. the dog, the cat and the pool where you're going to invite your friends over every weekend. I the think end. That was the end. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. that was a image that was painted to us and we are slowly seeing that this is not true. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, look at, fuck's sake, look at Andy Cohen. He had just, look at Anderson Cooper. He just had a kid by himself. Um, I think that we were under the impression that that is life. That is what needs a to be. A thousand percent, yeah. And I feel and I find myself more productive and more um, more grounded when I am by myself. My relationship is with my family. My mm-hmm. family means the world to me. My dad means the world to me. My baby sister means the world to me. Um, and I'm not saying like, oh, I'll never get married. I'll never have a relationship. It's just something that I'm not really looking for at mm-hmm. this very moment. Um, that I, I think people who say that I find are fulfilled. Yeah. And it's kind of like so, so irritating because sometimes you'll say that and then people will debate with you. They're like, don't you want to find someone? I'm like, I didn't mm-hmm. say I didn't want to find someone. I'm just saying that, like, I'm not searching for a relationship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right now. It's There's not no- like your priority to find someone. Exactly. Like Cher said, uh, men, men are, are yes. <laughs> men, men are a luxury, not a necessity. Not They're a like necessity. dessert. <laughs> yes. And I think that it's, you know, like, we still uh, need to understand ourselves before we can uh you know like before you can teach a class you need to go to school and learn about that subject so you can teach that person and I think that I'm still going to school uh, learning about myself and teaching myself my um my do's and don'ts and where I want to be in life and I and people say like oh but then you're gonna get to an age where it's just too old and to everyone out there that's listening to them don't there's no such thing that's saying like once you pass 40 50 60 you can't date that's a fucking lie and I'll tell you well especially for dudes and especially for gay dudes (laughs) (laughs) you go from twink to gut to to daddy (laughs) and so on and so on what are you actually I have not. Well, I'm I'm covering my hair because otherwise I'd be a daddy right now. <laughs> I yeah. I within all of this is just so many white hairs that it's just because kind of <laughs> I'm just a little scared. You got that quarantine hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I feel like I'm I'm on the verge of being or am a daddy. I think my flight is landing on daddy. I think <laughs> daddy you're um. Now. 
I wonder, like, in gay porn, do you guys go through this awkward phase? Like, for for the women in straight porn, like, we go through this phase where we're, like, not quite a teen, not quite a MILF. And we get yeah. in this, like, weird limbo middle place where, like, it's, it's just, like, you're not anything. Yeah, like, is that true in gay porn, too? Like, you're not a twink, you're not a daddy kind of thing? I'm right there. I'm on the <laughs> fence right now. <laughs> to be fair, I think it's, like, I'm on the fence right now. Once quarantine is over and we're all back, I think I'll land on the daddy side. Yeah. I think she's going to flip me on that. Like, okay, get that. Get over there. <laughs> <laughs> <Ask you. laughs> um, are there, are there more tops or bottoms in porn? And is there like a lack of, okay, I'll put it this way. Like in, in on the straight side of porn, like I find that there's always a lack of blonde women, which is weird because you think really? of the quintessential porn star as a blonde woman. But like, I what I've from what I've heard, like when it comes to casting a movie, finding a blonde woman is actually quite hard. Like, is that like, do you, are there more tops or bottoms so in gay porn right now? Because whenever I think like pornography, I think that men on, uh, I mean, I think straight men think mm-hmm. that. I, Oh, she needs to be blonde. She needs to be big boobs, big boobs, big butt, and everything. But the hair, I always thought it had to be like blonde, platinum. Yeah, like a Jenna Jameson. Totally, totally. For you to to say that there's a lack of, um, well, maybe I'll get some boobs. (laughs) You got competition, sis. But like Uh, in gay porn, like, is there? Is it like, is it like, oh, if you're a top, you're automatically like guaranteed so much work or is it not really like that? I mean, I can tell you from a side of perspective of a director, I think mm-hmm. that they would prefer you to come into a set saying like this, I'm what you need. If you want a bottom, oh. if you want a top, I'm here. I personally, if I'm directing a scene, I would like to hear the person say like, I'm verse. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I say like, do what you feel comfortable doing. Like when I started my career, I don't, I'm, I'm not like a huge fan of bottomy. I'll bottom if I'm in a relationship or if I am like comfortable with the person, it's not something that I feel a lot of pleasure. So therefore I just kind of like take a little time. So for video, you have to look like you're feeling pleasure. Oh, you've done um, bottoming scenes? Oh my God, Randy Blue, that was like my, that was my, the beginning of my career. Yeah. Just bottoming. Oh, I always knew you as a, um, as someone who primarily tops. Well, yeah, because I told them like, oh, you know, like I'm not really a big bottom and, uh, you know, like it kind of isn't my thing. And they're Mm -hmm. like, well, but you have a great butt. And I was like, okay, so I guess I'm bottoming. But (laughs) today I've said I've paid my dues. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But just um at this point I I will not bottom. I'm just kind of like it's you know just what? a lot of work. I I have a question about gay porn. I, another question about gay porn. Like in <laughs> in straight porn, I would say the guys have to like it's it's very like there's kind of like um not like a system but like if a guy wants to get into porn, I don't even know how he gets in, but he starts off doing low bangs and gang bangs like one of those scenes where you're like one of like 20 dudes you're not you don't get a lot of camera time like not very glamorous at all and then you you know you 
you graduate like baby steps and then until you finally you get to do climbing. like a full-on boy-girl scene where like your name might be featured. Like in gay porn, is it like that? Or do you get to go straight to doing one-on-one scenes? I think that just like any other industry, uh, our industry has evolved so much. I remember gay porn where your first scene would be a jerk-off scene. <gasps> I think that, yeah. Oh, that I makes mean, my sense. First scene, my first scene was a jerk-off scene. It was just me jerking off, come, done. And then I went to an oral scene. And today, I think that if a studio hires someone for a, a jerk-off scene, I think every person that's signed up for that website will, like, pass... <laughs> No, stop. Don't say that. Like, <laughs> Wait, you're ruining my like... fantasy. Just stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> abort. Abort. No, because <laughs> my favorite <laughs> my favorite is jerk off scenes. So like I'm like, I don't oh, want to know. No. <laughs> Wait, really? Is that like the that's like the the scene nobody wants? Well, it's the scene that I think that a website wouldn't want. Do you get what I mean? Because I mean, like, yeah. um, if I'm going to watch a person jerk off, it usually is, there's an attraction to it. There's a connection with that model. I mean, it's either I know him, I've watched him, or he's incredibly hot. He turns me on. It could be like a, a unique thing about him that just gets me aroused that I want to see him personally, just him. But for most studios, many people just want to see like, Full on fucking. I remember that Randy Blue used to do a lot of like, oh, welcome to the Randy Blue family, so and so. Here's his jerk off video. And then you <laughs> graduate to like an oral scene, a sex scene. Yeah. But now it's kind of like, I want to do porn. Great. Get in here. Start fucking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now that you mention it though, like even, at, even as a connoisseur of jerk off scenes, I actually prefer jerk off scenes that are like in someone's home yeah it's more like I almost intimate. don't want it to be yeah like I almost don't want it to be like produced with like high budget like you know lights and all that, that I think because of social media now we know because you know that there were a lot of people that would say like oh my god I can't believe your wife almost caught you and I'm like this is my sister you idiot <laughs> and they're like what I'm like, it's, no, it's like, you know, like, Angelique is not Tomb Raider. You know that Tom Cruise is not really a spy. But people think that in porn, it's like, oh, my God, I didn't catch him. I'm like, what? So it's just, um, I think now, for me, looking at pornography, I think we want more intimacy. Mm-hmm. And I think the minute that we start adding lights, camera, sound editing special special effects it kind of you know like it loses that connection of just like a simple phone mm-hmm. if you see a lot of these celebrities like the they want to see them in their house cooking because we want connection we want the internet has brought us closer together but believe it or not it has just brought us apart so much mm-hmm. more and now we want more intimacy that's why you see so many of these platforms of fans it's just like I want to see you in your living room doing what you do. Don't put any camera. And I get so many models sometimes. I'm like, so what are we going to do? What's the story? What's the what's the lights? What's this? And I'm like, let's just kind of like have fun because that's what they want to see. They want to see us in our natural habitat. They don't want to think of websites like the zoo and think of 
fan sites like a safari. Like you will see the bear through the cage <laughs> in the zoo. That's a website, but you will not live it until you go to South Africa and you see that lion chase that baby zebra and eat it right in front of you. And you're like, Oh my God, this is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> that's such and a that's good fucking like, analogy kind of, but you know but i'll tell yeah. you this i actually love um jerk off scenes as well and especially now that i feel like everyone that i follow on instagram is creating their only fans page it is just so fucking arousing to see like the guy that you followed that you've always wanted to see his dick sized his living room and now you're just kind of like seeing it up close that is hot. I think that is way, and maybe this is like, because I mean, I consider myself bisexual, but I definitely like love dicks on a whole other level than like, I, I'm definitely way more on the straight side of the spectrum. But like, I think it's so much more curious and interesting to see what a guy's penis looks like that you've been following than like a girl's pussy. Like, I just like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like like with dicks, it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I love dicks so much. <laughs> yeah. Can you relate? <laughs> but it's definitely like <laughs> a little bit, maybe just a little bit. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know that. Maybe I'm just desensitized also because like I am a woman and like a woman will freely show me her boobs regardless of her sexual orientation just so easily. But like. There's not that much mystery to me, like to a woman's naked body. Like, I feel like, I don't but know, I like there's just not that much mystery. But that's because you're in the industry. Because to me, I get so many messages on um, Instagram, like um, a little quick, like those videos that they're like, oh, see it once, replay and there are a lot of guys that will send me like a video of them in the shower or jerking off and this and that. And me being seeing this for 10 years, I'm like, oh, that's a cute bedroom. Or, oh my God, I love your decoration <laughs> in your living room. I'm like more attracted to like, what candle is that you have lit in the background than to your penis? Because I think it's just like, I see this every single day. It's like going. So to I guess we get jaded at Six Flags, and you're like, "Oh my god, I've gone on this ride so many times. I, I, I'm okay. I don't need it." You know? Wait, hold on. So hold on. You you get guys sending you videos of you of them jerking off. Oh my god, yeah. I'm so I'm I'm I mean, like so I, jealous. Oh please, you don't get that. I no, I don't. And okay, is it true that like? Is it true that guys, when you guys go to the gym in the locker room, you guys like jerk off together? Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could see what you just did. You slowly just disappeared off the screen. So it's okay. You know what? No answer needed. So I guess it's true. It is very, very true. I'll tell you this much. My workouts are not done until I go to the sauna and it's just kind of like <gasps> steam room. <gasps> yeah. I mean, like. I'm let me so jealous. The women's, let me tell you something. The women's locker room, none of that. Like, 
I've never seen that happen even once. Maybe I'm going to the wrong gym. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, you know what? I, I always wonder that because I'm like, a, you know, like the the gym we go to. Um, yeah. <laughs> if, if you go to the steam room, it is, you can tell. You can tell. There are days that I'm like, I'm interrupting something. I'll come back later. <laughs> and then I'll go shower and then I'll come back once it's like, okay, the business is over. But it, I mean, like, you, ha- you have a gym where gay men go 24-7 and then you're just worked out and then your muscles are all pumped up and you're like, hmm, I've been eyeing that bitch down for since I got here. Let's go to the steam room. And is there full on, is there, hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, like, I guess in my ultimate fantasy, I guess in my ultimate fantasy, the two guys are just like looking at each other and jerking off. But is there like full on sex too that happens? I actually can say this because I don't work with the company anymore. But there was a another gym, <laughs> not that one. But there was another gym on Soho. Um, I can't, I won't say the, um, I won't say the name, but it's open 24-7. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's not a clue (laughs) (laughs) and um they closed down the one in soho and that place was a bathhouse the steam room i shit you not there was one day that this one guy everyone was kind of in their corner everyone knew what the fuck was going on everyone was just like so horned up jim is about to like because it was like uh usually like around 9 to 11 p.m it's just the cruising people oh my god and then i remember this one time we were all in the in the sauna and i was kind of like eyeing this guy down and he came to me and he's like so when are we meeting up i'm like well i'm actually gonna head home in the bed he's like well okay let's go to the steam room and there was so many people and he said and we all like i knew looking around i'm like okay i've seen this guy is turning into a red pepper because he's gone out in and out of the steam room about 15 (gasps) times he probably can't even breathe now he has a wet towel over his head the other one is just losing conscious because he's been in here for longer than i don't know how long everyone is he finally goes and says like is anyone gonna start anything here and then next thing you know it's a whole fucking orgy going on Okay, we got disconnected there for a second, but we're back. Hello. But um, I've kept you for like almost an hour and a half already. I and bet it's a beautiful hour. I loved it. <laughs> can, I, can I just say like, usually like I, I hate like meeting the people I love the most because it, it, it's usually disappointing in my oh, experience. Give it time. <laughs> no, like to me, like almost it's to the point where like when we got disconnected, I was like, oh my God, that that's perfect. Like that was a perfect encounter with my favorite person on earth. So <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much. You are like an incredible person on top of being an incredible porn star. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm so honored that you invited me to come here. I honestly, the last time that I saw you, you were still getting ready inside an elevator and ah! I knew that I was in the presence of royalty and it no, was just so I... 
You know that I it, was my, it was my first straight event, and I yeah, I was just like blown we, away. We're talking and about then, the Pornhub Award Show. Yeah, and I was heading to the gym to go meet a friend of mine, and I was running late. And then I see you coming in, and I'm like, <gasps> I know that this is one of like the <laughs> big stuff. And then you looked up and like. No, let me tell you that was okay. So it was the morning of the awards and I was actually, I was, I was hosting the show uh, that year. It was last year. And I, I had zero, I had like no makeup on. I had like maybe my eyelashes on and like, I have been such a big fan of you forever. And I see you in the fucking elevator. And I'm like, obviously my first thought is like, no, no, not like this. It's like literally like when you have a nightmare about, I I imagine most people feel about like being naked in the classroom or something. Like that's how I felt. I was like, no. And then of course, like I'm hosting the show that day, but like all I can tell anyone about is like, I fucking saw Diego Sands in the elevator. I was like a foot away from him and I was wearing no makeup. Like it was like the only concern on my mind um it was just so, so funny when you said like i ran into diego sam like, oh. <laughs> i talked about it so i talked about it like during the award show because i just i had to like it's like you know how like when you get like word vomit when someone something was so awkward and terrible that you just have to spill it out to the world that's what that was. So, and I needed you to like register that I was like, okay, I've been through four hours of hair and makeup. I need you to remember me like this. <laughs> but thank you for being like a wonderful person. Um, are you like, you're contracted to men.com. Where else can people see you? Like, are you, are you shooting your own content for like OnlyFans, et cetera? Or? I am only, sh- I'm shooting my content for OnlyFans. Um, I am planning to move back to Brazil, um, hopefully in two to three years once I finish my school. Um, and hopefully if everything goes well and everything picks up again, I would love to shoot porn in Brazil with the Brazilian men because I think it would be super fucking hot. I think people need to see it. So for that now, people can blow my mind. <laughs> Well, I would love for you to come and help me on set. Cause stop, I'll, just stop. I, like, I'll I'm so there. <laughs> Perfect. I want to be scarred. I'm ready, Diego Sanz. But you said, um, you were saying for now people can catch you. For now people can catch me on men.com and on OnlyFans. And awesome. those two. And uh, thank you so much for for this i had the most amazing time (laughs) me too thank you you're like the perfect human being i'm gonna ask you just one huge favor for you to give the biggest sloppiest kiss on your baby girl candy corso that i see all the time you posting pictures (laughs) with her (laughs) she's actually so she's not actually not a cane corso she's a presa canario same very very similar breed but yeah she's um thank you thank you I always notice that you like my dog pictures and I see that you one of the few things that you post on your social media from your personal life are your dogs yeah my little baby so that's why I got my dog just for you (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah well thank you so much for joining us um all right everyone bye